Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's box office breakdown. Second time in this just as nice. Yay. Welcome, everybody, to Box Office Breakdown. This, of course, is the show where we look back at the box office that was... And then we... I was going to say, you ready now? Because we've I'm, done it a few times. I'm yes? ready. All right. Ready. Prague. Naste. Kate. Woo! Like a well-oiled machine. Yay. Look at that. Beautiful. About the box office that lie ahead, uh, I'm Frank Moran. What's up? Carrie Lane here. Brandon Hanna here. And making us look good and sound even better is Stephanie in the booth. Hello, happy to be here. First time. Oh, but hopefully not the last. But I Definitely. do watch the show. I love it. You guys are the best. Oh, Aww. really? Rank us in your in order of your favorite. Okay. <laughs> um, Frank, Frank, Frank. Oh, yeah, I like, I like where this is <laughs> no, going. No, just kidding. Carrie has a very special place in my heart. Aww, Everyone does. It. You guys are you, truly awesome. All right. I mean, you know, I guess I will find that acceptable. All right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, folks, uh, we're going to be breaking down this week's uh, box office. We'll also be doing a new special segment. Uh, one of us went to Sundance, and if you've been around a long time viewer of the show, you're probably going to figure out very quickly who that person was. And uh, then we'll also do our box office bet for, for next week as well. But before we get going, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give it a thumbs up or two or three or four or five, <laughs> however many thumbs you can. And, you know, the chat is up and running. Woohoo! But, Carrie, if they're Indeed. watching us, we stream live, what can they do? You can all comment down below. Ah, fantastic. Now, before we get into the record, normal course of the show, I did say we're going to have a new special segment that we're trying out in a way to kind of get you folks in the chat that are watching us live more involved in the show. We're trying a new thing. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but we're going to call this just a, a running order. And basically, we're going to have you in the chat just give us four films. And uh, we're basically programming our box office breakdown film festival. So out of these four films, we're going to rank uh, as a group. We'll collectively rank which order we'd rank. Uh, we'd show those first three films. And then we only have room for three films at our festival. So one of those films is going to get the boot. We'll see how easy it is for us to come to a consensus or not. Mm. So start chiming away about your film suggestions. We'll pick four, and then we will do the running order in a little bit. But while you're chiming away with those suggestions, feel free to talk about anything else that we're talking about as well. And we'll kick it off with this weekend's box office. Yes. And uh, no surprise, folks, uh, Bad Boys, man, they uh, they are just crushing it there at the box office. Another $17.7 million. I know Brandon's very happy. Yes, very happy. Uh, real quick, what is one thing? Because it feels like we're... Almost like I feel like it's burgeoning into a potential if the next film does well. Bad Boys Universe. What's one thing you would mm. want to see in a Bad Boys Universe film? Oh, I don't even know. You're kind of putting me on the <laughs> spot here. I mean, you love your Bad Boys. I do. I do. Uh, I'm very happy. Also, I think I predicted it coming in number one this yeah. weekend again. So I'm very happy about that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll leave it up to the filmmakers to decide what's best for me. <laughs> Do you, would you want this to go in the They haven't steered me wrong A Fast oh, and okay. Furious franchise? I don't Do you want think it to get so. more spectacle, spectacle, spectacle? I don't think so. I mean, well, I mean, the, the, the first three bad boys already kind of have the spectacle of maybe the first half of the Fast and Furious films, but I don't want to see the latter half. Uh, ridiculous, like five through nine now, where we see the most outrageous stunts. That's the best. I love the Fast Furious franchise. I love it. I love it. But I want I want it to stay in the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. Okay. Uh, Coming to number two is 1917 with 9.7 million dollars. Still doing good. Yeah, I guess uh, people are talking about a potential Oscar winner for Best Picture. Mm. We'll find out next Sunday night if that's the case or not. 
Uh, coming to number three is Doolittle with another seven point seven million. Uh, surprising staying power uh, power for a Family film that friendly was film. pretty so. much panned by everybody. It was good. Oh, it's uh, fun. Carrie, you thought Doolittle was good. It was. I did. <laughs> yep. I I do. Did you see it? Yeah. I, I. It was. It's really hard for me to think of what I liked about the movie. Honestly, it's so fun. It's whimsical. If you went to that movie seriously, a movie about a guy who talks to animals. I'm looking at you. All right. Uh, folks, Just you fun. know, uh, 10 second tangent time with Stephanie. Stephanie, real <laughs> yes, quick. Yes, Stephanie, please tell me. What you, what did you Share not? Share your thoughts. What were your worst, like, ugh, about the movie? Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like Robert Downey Jr.'s voice was dubbed the entire time. I hated his accent. Did you know it's based on a real person? Um. Yes. Okay. I, it, I just feel like it it was so bad, Carrie, that oh. I, I'm sorry. And then also the villain wasn't a villain. Like, there was no stakes at all. And I didn't think any of the voices matched the animals other than uh, one of them. I forget which one because I forgot the entire movie. I think it's... Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'm sorry, guys. I, I've heard what Jason Manzoukas is. What is he, a fly or a mosquito or something like oh, that? Oh, yeah, he's a fly. Fly? I've heard that that was a good match. <laughs> no, wait. Yeah, uh, yeah there was dragonfly. a few. Dragonfly. There was a few that were spot on, but you, I didn't, a lot of them didn't sell me that didn't much. Didn't work for yeah. you. Yeah. I thought All they right. were fine. Look at that. I like it. Stephanie coming in hot. Yeah, coming okay. in hot. That's what I like. Uh, coming in number four is one of our new films for the week was Gretel and Hansel, $6.1 million. Wait, that's number four? That's number four. number four. Yes. Not great. Uh, Carrie, you've seen this film. I did film. see it. <laughs> uh, were you excited about seeing this film? Uh, I, was, I didn't. I don't think I even saw a trailer. Just like horror. Okay, cool. Sounds good. I'm probably there. Well, you were definitely there. Yeah. <laughs> I And as you all know, if you watch this, it's really hard for me to like not like a movie. This one was like... It's weird. I didn't dislike it, but there wasn't really much that made me like it. Like, mm. on the rating, I gave it, like, a 2.5 out of 5 of, like, whew, like, three's like, yeah, that was that was good. Like, so this is more like, mmm. And it's, but forewarning, going into it, don't necessarily take my opinion that it was bad, but just know it's super slow. Like, the pacing is, like, the witch slow. So, I think some people weren't really ready for that. I didn't see the trailer, so I couldn't say if that changed it, but... There were two groups of people that left during the movie, and it was kind of funny at that point. So that was like the solidarity of people in the movie, uh, the theater. First group left, and by the staircase, that was a horrible movie. And, like, <laughs> and then we're all kind of laughing, and then the music, like, the music is by Rob. And so people in front of us joke, like, oh, yeah, no, don't credit me, just put Rob. And, like, after, like, whew. Yeah. It's, it has kind of weird 80s synthesizer music for a period piece film, so that didn't really work for me. Uh, like, I like that on Mandy. Like, that was awesome. And Mandy's a weird movie, too. But this one just felt like it's way more of an indie, like, artsy weird. It's not super scary. So I didn't wait for it on, like, Redbox mm, or interesting. something. I, I just... It's weird, because I'm not like, oh, I hated it, but I really was like, well... That was that. Hmm. Is that, is that right. If anybody else saw it and really liked it, I would love to know what you liked. I was just felt it was like it was 
Like I sat there the whole time. I didn't leave. But I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't leave anyways. But I was like, eh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, that's a bummer. Uh, I mean, I've heard that it's supposed to look good. Did you find that? Yeah. Oh, it was they, shot there well? were some times, though, where the camera had that weird, like, whoa, like, disjointed feel of, like, something's happening to the character. Where a couple times that was okay. But then there were other times where, like, you're just doing shaky camera to do shaky camera. And yeah. you're like, this doesn't help me. It just makes right. me, like, hold still. Tripod. Something. <laughs> I was like, ah! <sighs> yeah. All right. Uh, coming in, uh, running out our last film from the top five is The Gentleman. Another $6 million. I saw this last week. I saw that, too. But uh, now I care that you're back. Brandon, you've had a chance to check it out as well. Yeah, Brandon, I saw it this weekend. What did you think? I actually really enjoyed it. It started out kind of weird. Uh, it kind of jumps back and forth. Uh, non-linear storytelling, almost. As um, where it's almost like um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Hugh Grant's character mm-hmm. is kind mm-hmm. of telling this story, and I kind of thought that was only going to go on for maybe ten, twenty minutes. But it actually, it's the narrative of the whole movie. And so at first, I was kind of thrown off by that. But then the movie just kept getting better and better for me. In the third act, I really. F- enjoyed had a lot of fun with i laughed a whole lot maybe it's because uh, one of the characters reminds me of somebody that i know but it was uh it, it was great and i thought that the characters despite being these uh you know these these gangsters they're they're like the title says they're gentlemen and they they kind of have morals and live by a code so some of them are actually kind of easy to root for which which was good um so yeah overall i just i really had a lot of fun with it and they kind of tease at maybe doing another one at the end of it but uh i don't know if it's going to be doing well enough at the box office to warrant a second movie but we'll see which which character reminded you of yeah somebody? i was gonna say well, who? <laughs> uh, well colin farrell's character reminds oh, me uh, gotcha okay. yeah he yeah. was. I think he was one of the better. He was hilarious. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Hugh, I love seeing him playing a different kind of character. Yeah. Uh, real quick, for what you said, Brendan, is I thought stylistically, I loved how Guy Ritchie kind of as Hugh Grant's kind of breaking it down. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Uh, we see the 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 projector. We see yeah. the film aspect change and everything. Yeah. I was excited, and then. So and it's like, goes cool, away. And it goes and then, away. Yeah. When you see it for the rest yeah. of the film, I was like, ah, I thought was that was a weird mm-hmm. editing choice mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it just kind of, that was like for one moment very early on. And I thought maybe they were going somewhere with it and yeah. it, it was just kind of went to, to waste. I, I enjoyed it. I probably was a hair tired because I did do watch Greta and Hansel, had a, went and had dinner and then came back and saw a gentleman. And I, it's very dialogue heavy, which is not bad. But don't go tired. I know there's been people who've watched, like, a movie late night, and I'm like, no, no, it's all about the dialogue. You need to be awake for it. Also, there were times... Oh, same thing with Greta and Hansel. I want subtitles, because you're like, what? What'd they say? Like, how they say the words, like, Gretel and Hansel, there's, like, a witch lady, how she talks. You're like, what? Like, there are a lot of times where I'm like, I don't know what she said. And then I felt in The Gentleman, there were times where I'm like, what'd they say? Yeah, there's a lot going on, and you really do have to pay attention. And... There's not as much action than some other Guy Ritchie films, but I still liked it. But I told my friend, I'm like, if you go later, I'll go again with you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like, I should have had my espresso before I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought Charlie Hunnam was really good in it. No, yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of times he can fall flat in some of these movies. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. But no, I thought I, I really enjoyed every moment that he was on screen. And uh, Matthew McConaughey was, was great as always. Not amazing, but really solid. Yeah, yeah it didn't let it, it liked a little bit of that McConaughey kind of like oomph that you want yeah and I don't know why what the disconnect was for me on that 
And then I asked for you, Frank, since you are such a high judge of films. But oh, um, yes. I felt with this Guy Ritchie one, I like a lot of his other ones more, and I felt this one was solid, but not necessarily like, yes, this is my Guy Ritchie go-to movie. How did it rank for you of Guy Ritchie films previously? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this this would probably go down, I mean, not, I think if I looked at all his films, nothing's like absolutely horrible to me. Yeah, so no, this, none of them are yeah. bad. So, but this would probably go down towards the, the mid to bottom That's me. how I felt. I was like, oh, that guy's cool. Like, yeah. I, I think <laughs> I'm think i underselling it for y'all. <laughs> I, it might be like mid to upper half for me, but okay. not not too far over that mm. midway mark. I, I, just, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And uh, maybe because I, I wasn't going in with too many expectations either, which helps yeah. most of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I didn't feel like I wasted my time watching the movie, but I also felt like it was like... Well, no, yeah, no, no. Oh, it's definitely man, like... great. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely had a lot of fun with yeah. it. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that I saw it at all. So it's, Although I felt like... It seemed to be a lot of like, hey, who's who's behind this plot? He was like, guys, come on, it's pretty obvious who's who's making this thing a little move. Bit. Yeah, so I could see that, <laughs> and I could, I could also see how stylistically the movie might not be for everybody too. It doesn't follow a standard narrative that you see a lot. That in one movies. I didn't mind. But if you're a Guy Ritchie fan, you come to expect that sort of mm-hmm. thing, anyways. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, so of course we did our box office bet this uh, past week, and that was. On a little film called Gretel and Hansel. It's, uh, I already saw it, so it yes. doesn't matter if I won or lost. <laughs> uh, but uh, for our winners for that, here, here we go. i got to get my... Uh, it ended up being that... Uh, uh, Brandon, I mean, you crushed it there. Yeah. How was going to be the winner? I was very excited to win this one. Um, I, I even overestimated it. Uh, I think I put 8.4 and it came in just at 6. That's right, yeah, so. 6.1, and uh, Brandon had uh, 8.4, I had 14.3, Brie lost with 15.4. Uh, uh, Stephanie, be honest with this, is that why Brie's not doing the show with us today? Because she's so ashamed of her loss? She couldn't face her loss, yeah. <laughs> oh, Understood. That, mm. Taking an L can be tough, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I understand how that is. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're no. here supporting her. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but I do fully expect her next week to be back on and oh, do yes. the witch voice that, that- we said last week would be the punishment. Absolutely. Oh, we, no. we all agreed. Yes, you have to give your review. Stakes are high. <laughs> and, and your best witch voice. And you can't, you can't, you can't like yeah. bail out. You gotta commit. All right. All right. Gotta commit. Uh, so folks, uh, next week's box office, but there's only one film in contention. That's gonna be uh, the Birds of Prey film. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So we'll be doing our box office bet on that. But feel free to keep using the chat to keep plugging away your four films you'd want us to debate about for the running order a little bit later in the show. Uh, real quick, though, we'll just do some international numbers. Uh, and then we've got a special report from Carrie D. Lane coming you know, your way. <laughs> in, out in the field. That's right. <laughs> Back out to you, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> our international numbers, of course, Sony's Bad Boys for Life kept the heat on in its sophomore session. Uh, it, this week it was worth $42 million in 58 markets for an offshore total of $95 million and a global total of $215 million. Going strong, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it's doing well. Uh, Doolittle, though, <laughs> uh, made $13.2 million in 55 markets for $46.4 million to date. Basically, it's still in line with Cinderella and a little bit before uh, below Maleficent, but still above uh, Brandon's favorite film, Alice of the Looking Glass. <laughs> I liked all I've this. never seen that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're really missing I like out. All of 
1917 made $23.7 million from 50 overseas markets. It's going to be passing $100 million shortly. So, well, look at that. It's doing well. And Frozen 2 uh, missed out on an Oscar nomination in the animated feature category. But uh, it is now going to... Uh, oh, oh I, I lost my track on that one. Here we go. Uh, oh, they didn't give me the number for that. Look at that. I blew that one. I was going to say nominated, though, that I really did like is Klaus. Yeah. That was a good Christmas one. Like, something different, because it's one of those, like... Yeah. It was a different way of telling the Christmas legend, or Santa Claus legend. Yeah, that, that was an interesting one. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, though, uh, now has grossed $54 million globally, with a few international key markets to come. And it just dropped 90% from last weekend, so not too bad. Yeah. And uh, Sony's Little Women, uh, its global total is now $147 million. Of that, $53 million is from offshores, and the weekend was $5.6 million in 27 markets. I think it helps for the nominations for some of these films to like get an extended run that maybe people didn't get to see it originally, which is nice. And I know, uh, Carrie, you were wondering uh, yes. how Cats was going to do in Japan. You, you know what? Somebody in our audience, too, for Gretel and Hansel goes, it's... It's uh, at least cats had something interesting to watch or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was where everybody's kind of laughing and joking with each other who actually stayed all the way through to the end. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it opened number one in Japan, everybody, for $3.5 million. So at 379 locations. There you go. Uh, that's basically it's on par with Les Miserables and ahead of Mary Poppins Returns, A Star is Born, and Mamma Mia 2. There I feel go. I've seen all of those except for I didn't see a Star Wars born. Paul <laughs> Ryan B in the chat coming in with some shade. I saw Doolittle this weekend. OMG, it was bad. Honestly, was shocked at how much I disliked it. Oh, there you go, Carrie. I think you're alone on this. Uh, it's all right. I fully enjoyed it. I laughed a lot. I thought it was a very fun and whimsical mm. movie. That, but I can. Steph's complaint about the accent. I'm like, it, it was distracting, but I felt like I just got over it. That I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I would only see from the trailer since I haven't seen the film yet. And I mulled about it like, oh, there's, should I see it this weekend? And I was when I said, like, nah, why do I want to Seriously, don't. <laughs> I, 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 my, my, inner, my inner Stephanie told me, like, don't do it. So I didn't. Yeah, you're I also, welcome. <laughs> I also got the Dr. Doolittle book from the library, and I'm going to read that, too. Oh, all right. Doing my thorough research. But when he's on the ledge, and I guess the tiger's uh, trying to get yeah. him, and he goes, and he pulls out his watch, and he's like, a cat is just a cat, or whatever. I'm like, just that little clip, I was like... I was going to say, I don't even know if that's in the movie. Well, I can see why they dropped I it, it, was pretty awful. I hate those moments where they're, it's in a trailer, and it's either... There we go. Leave a comment down below. If there's a moment in the trailer that you loved it and it wasn't in the movie, or you hated it and it wasn't in the movie, because I I know I've had that where I loved a scene in a trailer and it wasn't in the movie, and I've had it where I hated it and I'm like, oh, that looks dumb, and then it's not in the movie anyway. Or you see it in the trailer and the way that it's shown in the film is mm-hmm. edited differently. So yeah. the, the pace of it where it kind of lands on the trailer is not as good as when you see it in the yep. final film. Yeah. Oh. One that immediately pops to mind is for Avengers Infinity War, where they had that shot of all the Avengers, including the Hulk, all running together mm-hmm. in Wakanda. And not only is that shot not in the movie, but the Hulk really isn't even in the movie past the first scene. Yep. No, so, that's true. That's yeah. kind of disappointing. For a great movie, it was kind of disappointing to not have that moment. But I guess I feel like yeah. you entered that fake marketing, where it's like, we'll show you scenes just for the trailer yeah. that, you know... Gave you at least the impression, but it yeah. does say. But I feel like at the risk of that, like you were saying, it does set you up for certain expectations. Where, oh, yeah, I want to see that shot now. 
because it's so cool looking. I remember the trans. I think it was the transporter. Someone. Sh- it's either trans. One of Jason Statham's movies like that. Someone shoots something at him, and he's like a, like a dinner dish tray metal, and someone shoots like a rocket launcher, and he like deflects it, and it looks so dumb in the trailer, and it wasn't in the movie. So I was like, <laughs> why did you include it? Because mm-hmm. it just looks so like I don't buy it. Like, poof! I batted it away, and you're like. <laughs> No. Well, speaking of Jason Statham, he is in the Fast and Furious universe. And uh, I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we just didn't take a moment to celebrate the debut of the Fast 9 trailer that came out this past Friday. As they did a big Fast and Furious music festival in Miami that kicked off with the world premiere of the trailer. I am sure you've watched this multiple times. Uh, I have not watched the trailer, but I'll go watch that movie. Ah, I've seen the trailer multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) Please take a second to tell me how much you're going to love this film. I am actually really excited for it. Yes. For someone who I did not like Fate of the Furious, I thought it was kind of a misstep. I love all the other films, even the early ones where a lot of people didn't really get on board until Fast Five. I'm a fan of the entire franchise. Fate of the Furious just Mm -hmm. didn't kind of really do it for me. But um, this trailer totally hooked me, um, you know, not only for the uh, spoilers at the end, the uh, return of Han mm-hmm. is really interesting. <laughs> and then to bring back another cast member from Tokyo Drift, yes. Lucas Black's character, like he, he appears in the trailer for a moment and I, it's a blink and you'll miss it type moment. He kind of mm. peeks his head out like this yep. and smiles at the camera. I hope and it's more than just that. I hope so. I hope that. so because yeah. I'm a huge fan of Tokyo Drift and his character. I was happy he was going to be back in Furious 7 and then he was kind of only in one scene. So I really finally hope to see him part of the team and how he interacts with all the other characters that we know and love. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm super stoked for this one. And Justin Lin's coming back to direct, so I have a lot of faith in the mm. direction of the film because all the other ones that we all know and love were directed by Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for this one. Couple things in the chat. Michael says, Han is alive. Can we stop yelling at Shaw now? <laughs> uh, Neil says, Fast Nine, physics, schmizics. There you go. Yeah. That is true. And then I do have a question for you. Have you seen Better Luck Tomorrow? No, I have not. It's essentially a Han prequel. Yes, I've heard that. I've heard that. (laughs) I mean, it's not made that way, but he's kind of the same guy. And I'm like, oh, it's like a Han prequel. (laughs) If you wanted to know what he was doing in high school and college. And that's that's another Justin Lin film, Mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, and a lot of people speculate that it kind of maybe is in the same universe. Maybe Oh, yeah, no, he has the same cool kind of a car vibe. And he's like... Justin Lin definitely at least plucked that character. And was like, I'm putting you in Tokyo. And it's really the movie as well, too. Yeah. Well, like about as we get John Cena, everybody's speculating what his role is going to be. It's like, oh, is he just going to be basically a, a rock stand-in? Mm. But, but uh, this time we find out that Dom uh, has got a brother we didn't know about, who just happens to be like a world-class assassin. Yeah. And all this great stuff. I'm like, all right. Ridiculous. I feel like that's something you but. might have mentioned ever, but yeah. what I do like is I feel like it gives it a reason for Jordana Brewster to be involved in the sequel as well. Yes. Mm. Happy to see her back as yeah. well. Because I feel like just the way her character being with Paul Walker's character... Mm-hmm. It kind of sad, at least for this last film, you could understand why she wasn't involved. Yeah. Uh, but this gives her a perfect reason of why Brian could be with the kids watching them while she wants, this is my brother, i got to figure out what the deal is, mm-hmm. why she could be still involved in the action this time. So I thought that was a really smart move of the filmmakers to be able to figure out a way to get her included and not seem like it was forcing anything. Yeah. So I'm down for that. 
this. Yeah, definitely. And I'm just I just keep bringing characters back, even back from the dead. I'll get really, sure. really hey, crazy with no this. Nobody, no proof. I always joke, I want to see a cyborg version, version of Jesse come back from the first movie. <laughs> I want to see Carter Verone get out of jail. Like, let's do this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to ask you, because you haven't seen it yet, Carrie, so no. I'll, I'll have to I'll hear your judgment later. later. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, which uh, Charlize Theron hairstyle do you like better? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll, I'll go with the one from this trailer. Okay. I like it. It's a very bull cut esque, so to speak, uh, instead mm. of the dreadlocks that she had going on last film. Right. Okay. Yes. We'll see. Because I, I agree with you, Brandon. I felt like, as much as I love Kurt Russell, Mm. I, I didn't mind his addition, but the Scott Eastwood, he he was no Paul Walker. Mm. And I felt like his character just did never never really clicked in with the rest mm-hmm. of the world for Fate of the Furious. And I was like, eh, I'm, I'm glad that they seem to have stepped away from that. Yeah. yeah. And it also does seem like kind of a bit of a retcon where, like, and we there was that hashtag justice for Han. Because we see, um, you know, Shaw being part of the family now. But he killed Han, so now they're bringing him back. And, of course, they put on the... You see the text in the yep. trailer. Mm-hmm. Justice is coming. It's on a poster. It's totally ridiculous. <laughs> but I'm 100% on board. It will be interesting to see how that... Uh, I mean, do we do we get any Jason Statham in this film? Do that set up for some, some potential I think confrontation? We, might. we didn't see him in the trailer, but I think he'll show up somewhere. Or, yeah. or there has to be great nuggets like that that they won't show in the trailer and then in the movie. Because then it'd be nice to have that surprise. I mean, I feel like for whatever reason that Han got out of the car that we thought he died in, mm-hmm. I feel like we will see a little bit of that clip from Ooh, yeah. the film with Jason mm-hmm. Statham thinking that he had killed him and then yeah. we see how Han somehow escaped yeah. from that. There was a uh, manhole, cover? manhole cover right yep. there and he was able to jump down <laughs> I just love in time. It. I love it. How convenient of the car stops. He's like, oh, door open, go. Because <laughs> those are so easy to lift and move. That's right, especially after you've, you know, your yeah. car's been smashed and oh, rolled totally. over That should be the first shot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see him crash fall down the manhole cover, fall in like slow motion, kind of like the beginning of Two Towers. He's just free falling for a bit. <laughs> love it. Uh, oh, so, folks, uh, keep uh, care. You're watching the chat. Only one I've seen is Cutting Edge from 1992. All right, okay. Which so, I'm like, I think I saw that one, and that one's fun. Okay, topic. All right, so <laughs> keep chiming away there. But while we're waiting for all your running order suggestions to come in, you know, as I said, one of us went to Sundance this past weekend. Yes, and it wasn't Brandon or myself. So, with her Get special out. report from the Sundance, Fist of, uh, Sundance Film Festival. One of the only Carrie Lane. Yay! Thank you, Frank. Yes, I went to Sundance last weekend. Some of these movies will probably come to a theater near you, and other ones you may need to wait a while because that's the thing with film festivals. I saw two of the shorts programs, uh, Midnight Shorts, and then other Late Night. Those I highly recommend going to because you get weird stuff, and that's kind of why it's the Midnight Shorts. They're just weird. Um, so regular films, I saw a documentary. I saw Whirly Bird, which is on the... It's crazy to think of now because it's this couple, this married couple, who were like the first reporters to use helicopters to capture like live footage for the news. Like we all have our phones now. We all like we've seen car chases like this was the beginning of that. Like they were also the most were the husband was the most like aggressive to get the shot. Like they have a shot where they're parallel with like the freeway and seen in OJ's car when he was driving away from the police. And even the news people are like, you're really low. <laughs> so like some of that is crazy and there's just so much footage. So that was really interesting to hear their like, just the news of how that changed and, like, L.A. riots and everything like that. Uh, ba- uh, Bad Hair, it's the same director from Dear White People. 
it's really kind of a quirky horror film. And I say quirky because it kind of... The director talked about being inspired by, like, Japanese and Korean horror films with, like, the crazy hair being um, essentially evil. We'll go... I don't want to spoil it, but that was that was a cool one. But know that it's definitely a horror... It's... It's not super gory, but the parts that are are just, like... Like, they're sewing a girl getting a weave sewn in, and it's, like, bloody, like, gross. And you don't, like, see it, per se, but it's enough of those shots that you're sitting there, like, oh, man. Like, they did a good job of making you kind of cringe with that one. Uh, Then I saw Uncle Frank. It's going to be a new one with Paul Bettany. It's a period piece. Uh, He's a gay man in the early 1970s. His father dies, and they're going back to the funeral with his niece. And, like, how do you talk to that about with your family in the 70s and in the South? So that was kind of interesting in that way. Um, I thought very well acted. It's the same actress who was in Gretel and Hansel. Hmm. So same short haircut that I was like, ooh, when did she film these? Because it's like the same haircut. Uh, Really good emotional movie, too. Uh, I also really like they have a love interest who's actually, uh, he's a Muslim gay man. And I like that, like, it's a person of color that's queer and presented in a really good way. Because that doesn't always happen. So I was like, oh, yay, it's like a good couple. Um... Then I also saw Scare Me. It's kind of like a horror comedy. Uh, it's mainly set in a cabin, and it's two authors that are the powers out and like tell each other scary stories past the time, and it kind of takes a darker turn. I felt that one was uh, okay. I just didn't like where it ends. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but then probably my favorite, which is also probably most, it's coming out in April, is Promising Young Woman with Carrie Mulligan. It's a good, it's like thriller dark comedy sprinkle of horror because it's not nothing like supernatural or whatever because I was kind of wondering if they were going to go that direction it's like no Um, and it's semi in the rape revenge film category of horror but not exactly so I like what they did with it compared to other ones in that same genre like they're not all gratuitous of showing you the bad stuff that's happened compared to other ones they're like here this bad thing happened and now we're going to get revenge no it's not like that but it's like, ooh, it's dark, but in a good way. <laughs> like, it's, nice. like, you go, hmm, yeah. So I saw those. Oh, look at that. Uh, so, folks, I, you know, we do have this super hot uh, running order for our box office breakdown film festival. I uh, carry, I'm sure the films of that chat room has been. Come on, I need more. Up. I only have seen The Cutting Edge. Anybody else that give us a it? couple more? That yeah, that's it. it. You guys are being very Cutting quiet edge. in the chat. Mm-hmm. Holy, well, I mean, I know it is the Super Bowl today. Or it could just be that they're like, this is a terrible idea, Frank. What are we doing? <laughs> uh, I was just trying to see anybody else. Nope, nothing else of that. All um, right. I was trying to think. Oh, I also, totally not Sundance related, but in the thriller-esque genre, I finally got around to A Simple Promise. Or Simple Favor. Oh, nice. I think I liked it. It's one that I'm like, okay, that was different. But I feel that's <laughs> I how think, a lot of people felt with that movie. Like, <laughs> did you see A Simple Favor? I did not. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like, it's not exactly what you think, but it's cool. And, it's, um, yeah, it's, I liked it. Yeah. It's definitely, it's solid. I don't, I don't know, uh, it's not one of my favorites or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I think there's some stuff that was lacking, but it was definitely a cool watch. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, I enjoyed it. That's online now, so it's one of those, like, if you didn't see it yet, it's online, but it was kind of a fun one to watch. And All there's right. some directions that they go that you're like, oh, okay, that's cool, because I didn't know they were going to do that. And you're like, yeah, entertaining. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so, folks, uh, we'll see if some more come in here. But in the meantime, we're waiting for more to come in. Why don't we do our next week's top five predictions yes. here? Yes. Uh, Birds of Prey number one. 
Carrie, I think you're going out on a limb. I don't know about this one. Hey, now, okay, wait. Can we say some social media dirt that people are saying that I'm like, what? So Go somebody posted it. a picture, and it's one of those you didn't really want to retweet them because you didn't want to give them credit for saying it. But they're like, oh, these these girls aren't even sexy. And they, mm. d- nope, they did not last long on Twitter. They no. were, everyone's like, excuse me? And also it's... If you look at the picture, you're like, uh, no, they're all very attractive. And what are, what are you talking about? They're just not wearing your typical, maybe what you're thinking of outfits. Or there's a segment that was being shared online where uh, Harley passes, uh, I think, to Can- Canary, the a hair tie. And I'm like, yes, thank you. This is the thing in movies that the girls have their hair long and flowing or men. Yeah. And you're just like, no, I don't buy it. So it's the characters that have their hair pulled back. And I'm like, yes. That makes sense. <laughs> like Tomb Raider. It's that French braid, ponytail. Come on, even in The Witcher, he has his hair half up, half down. Legolas in the, you know. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. That franchise. So just saying. So that was another fun one being shared around. Someone's like, this is when you can tell it's written and directed by a woman. Uh, so I think we can all agree that's going to be number one. Uh, do we have any reason to doubt oh, you, that? Oh, now you're now you're thinking it's going to be number one. Well, I mean, out of <laughs> Bad Boys for Life, as much as yeah, it's been out for a while. Is, true, true. Okay, going into okay. a fourth week, I, I still think as much as people love it, something new is going to. I mean, there's only yeah. 17 million this week, so I don't think. I, I think, however good Birds of Prey may be, uh, Stephanie, did you see Birds of Prey along with Ryan? No, I couldn't. Oh. Yeah. Work. Are you excited? Yes. Hell yes. See? What? That's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. And all of them are hot, so I don't know what they're <laughs> talking mm-hmm. about. Now, Ryan, he came back not that enthusiastic about the movie. I know. Ryan said that there was great moments, but all in all, it there it wasn't put together how he would have loved, I think. Mm. But it's like, char- it's like Harley's mind. It's not all put together. Yeah. Oh, Just saying, somebody maybe. said that as a reply. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's a good right. point. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so I feel like we could go with uh, Bad Boys for for Life number two. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the rest of the films in our top five as it stands will just stay where they're at, just b- b- bumping down by one? So we've I, got... I, I do kind of feel like everything's just going to shift down yeah. with Birds of Prey number one. Yeah. I don't think much is going to... Which I'm, I'm super excited for it too, and uh, I, 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 you know, I like all of the films in the DC universe mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, I'm one of the few people that uh, liked Suicide Squad, and that I liked it too. that movie performed very well at the box office. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn was a big draw. So, I yep. think all things being considered, this movie coming out in February, I think it's going to do very well. You were a f- mm, Brandon. <laughs> I liked it too. By the way, I agree with you. We're on the same page here. Yes. Basket of issues. Ryan B in the chat says, super excited. Harley Quinn is my favorite DC character. She's not one of mine. And a little of her goes a long way with me. But, Mm. you know, I will go see this one. Well, I'm curious how this ensemble will be. Because I know a little bit about some of the other characters and not a lot about most of them. So I'm like, ooh, I hope we get to see what they can do. Yeah, I mean, it'd be yeah. cool to see Huntress, Black Canary, mm-hmm. Renee Montoya. Mm-hmm. be cool to see those guys. And Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm you like, put Ewan McGregor in anything. Is him as bad guy? I'll be excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I will say, because it, uh, it, Gretel and Hansel did 6.1, The Gentleman did 6 this past weekend. I'm, I feel like the, the results for Gretel and Hansel weren't that strong. I'm going to put The oh, Gentleman as number 5. I think it's going to cling on mm. over yeah. Gretel and Hansel for next I, year. I think so. I think the I gentleman agree. will stay around longer than Gretel and Hansel. Uh, also, switching the names, when I bought my ticket, the theater ticket person was like, they said it swapped, because normally you know it as Hansel and Gretel, but mm-hmm. this one, it's because she's older, 
and she's more the main focus, and that's why it's Gretel and Hansel. Uh, Gretel with Hansel. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> uh, so, folks, we're running out of time here for the show, so it looks like our first try at the okay, box well, office down running order. Since it's a sports day, yes. why don't we just say our t- we'll say some top football movies? Because we got Cutting Edge, which thank you, we got one suggestion or our favorite sports ones. I I mean I guess you'd have to do. Uh, there's figure skating movies. I feel not as many. So. Well, there's Blades of Glory. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, Mighty Ducks. Remember the Titans, right? Yeah. There you go. Do we want to change sports? Yeah. Sports, sports. No, just do it as like a football since it's Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a lot of great sure. football movies like um, uh, Love the Replacements with Keanu yes. Reeves Man, and yeah. Gene Hackman. That is, I feel like that is underrated, but yeah. I enjoyed that film. It, it, it is not one that's talked about very often, but it, it's yeah. very enjoyable. And, All right, so we got the replacements. Yeah. Um, I said remember the Titans yeah. on the Popcorn Talks post about it. I was like, that was a good, solid one. But yeah, the replacements that's, was my that's a one. given. Uh, remember the Titans. I mean, there's like any given Sunday, but I mean, it's, uh, I mean, then you've got uh, North Dallas 40. Wait, we can all say one, Steph yeah. say one, and then, then that's how we bump one out. So got replacements, remember the Titans. Uh, if I was watching a good football movie, um, oh, <laughs> I will go. Uh, Longest yard. No, no, it's the um, uh, with Scott Bakula in it. Uh, Scott Bakula, Jason Bateman. He uh, college football with. Uh, we said somebody said Major League Rudy. It's uh, oh Rudy. Oh, I should have said Rudy. Rudy. Do you want to change your vote? Uh, no. North Dallas 40. Yeah, wait. Maybe I should change my vote. Can I do that? Um, yeah, you can change your vote. I'm changing it to Rudy. Okay. Uh, uh, necessary roughness. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So, sorry, replacements. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Steph, do you have a favorite football movie? Um, wait, I think Billy Madison, right? That could count. Well, that was golf. Oh, you mean um, Waterboy. Waterboy? Waterboy. Yeah. Happy Gilmore's golf. Yeah, Waterboy. Waterboy. Waterboy was fun. Uh, that's when he started know. getting into his weird voice phase. Yeah, I like that though. Michael in the chat says Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm all right. So we got four. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I haven't man. seen Necessary Roughness. Yeah, I mean, if it's got Rob Schneider uh, as your <laughs> color commentator for these college football games, Scott Bakula is the like the old guy that still is. Uh, a couple years left on his college, mm. uh, so they could. Pu- that's why they could pull him in as a QB who butts heads with uh, Robert L- Loggia as the coach. Hmm. So, uh, you got Jason Bateman. You got uh, one time uh, supermodel uh, as the as a kicker, Kathy Ireland. So look at that. They brought. Her, I mean, how progressive with that film back in the mid '90s to bring out Kathy Ireland as a as a female uh, field goal kicker. Come on, that's impressive. There you go. Um, I, I, but I like the replacements. I would, I would probably want to watch. I'd probably watch the replacements over any of these films. I think. So that, but then that would got pumped out. Yeah, so that didn't make out. it into I the festival. Know. So I, I, and we're I, me, like I'm out bu- of time. Me, yeah, me, I'm bumping out Rudy. I don't care about. Him. Wow. Oh. Out Rudy. I don't care. About oh. You don't cry every time you see the ending of Rudy. Uh, you know, I've never actually watched Rudy. That's oh not my god. I haven't seen it either. Oh, you I have know to. It's so well you have to. <laughs> Killing me. Okay. That score. Oh, yeah. 
So good. Well, thank you, everybody in the chat, for throwing in titles. I think it was maybe we should give a prompt, a, th- a theme, or yeah. a genre, or mm-hmm. a like a sports team, something. And there you go. everybody was very responsive to that. And then thank you very much for the cutting edge, at least beforehand. Yes. Uh, so, you yeah, there you guys. It's a work in progress, folks. Look at yeah. it. We're building it we're together. We're playing with it. Uh, but, folks, of course, one thing we're not playing around with is that what is when it comes to bedtime. Oh, yeah, we're going to Because it is our box that. office mm-hmm. bed, Birds oh. of Prey. Uh, super well, excited, Stephanie. Hmm. Uh, would you like to get in on the betting action, or do you feel like you want to like? Oh, I'm not going to be around, guys. I don't uh, get involved. Can I go last? Sure. Or do sure. you go at this? Well, I just don't. Going? You're supposed to I'm have your there. number locked in, and then we all share. But okay. we can't see you, so you could cheat. Uh, <laughs> true death. Okay, I'll participate. I'm just going to guess I'm not very good at this. That, Patrick oh, in the chat doors. said, never seen Rudy either. Oh, you got to watch it. I feel Trust like that me. one that I know, it's but more I than just seen a, it. It's more than just a football movie. Okay, it's yeah, about, yeah. It's about it's perseverance in the human spirit uh, and achieving your dreams. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Uh, okay. Okay, I locked mine in. Locked yours in. Mm. Uh, I don't know. All right, I've got okay. mine. All right, Steph, we'll kick it off with you. What do you got? I said ninety million. Yeah, I love it. I, I like love it. it. Yes. Swinging for the fences, Steph. I applaud yes. that. I always appreciate a big, uh, yes. a big hitter. Let's go, Brandon. I might have gone too low. I don't know. I, I said sixty-one point eight million. Sixty-one point eight. Nice. Throwing the decimals in. Oh, it might be more. Sixty-three point okay. five. Okay. I don't feel too bad now. Five. And I... I was being maybe a little conservative, but... Yeah. I, I went actually with 56. Oh, okay. that's low. Okay. So I went, I went low. I You're in the hot it. seat. Well, I'm Neil in. in the chat says Birds of Prey 55. So Stardew says 45. Emma Raygun says, what? You guys haven't seen Rudy? <laughs> you know, but see, have you seen The Replacements, though? It's also very... I don't cry at The Replacements. Rudy though. is oh, a must-see, says Kevin. When Gene Hackman says, you know, one day the man you are is going to meet the man you should be, and I hope I'm there to see it. My my favorite is winners always want the ball when the game's on the line. There you go. That's it. (laughs) Makes you want to run through a brick wall right now. (laughs) Ooh, Nano in the chat says 75. I like it. But this is the one where I feel it's a little unpredictable. I think it's pretty easy that it could underperform, but it could also be like... Yeah. Way up there. We'll have to see the the draw of the character of Harley Quinn. How yeah. strong is it really? Uh, and we'll find out next week. Oscar weekend, folks. Woo. Oh, how exciting. Uh, folks, thanks for joining us for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up or two, three, four, five, however many you can there. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. But, Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Yes, comment down below. Let us know your favorite football movie. Oh, yes. Uh, and if you want to stay in touch with any of us, even after the show's over, Stephanie, where can they find you? Oh, how sweet. At Steph Sabra. Give her all your gentleman uh, uh, comments. Yes. And uh, your Doolittle as well. Yes. Yes. I want both of those. (laughs) Brandon? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BrandonHanna07. And you definitely should comment down below and tell me why you love Rudy the best. (laughs) And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. Folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. That's going to do it for this week, folks. We'll see you back here next Sunday, Oscar Sunday, for another episode of Popcorn Talk. Box Office Breakdown on Popcorn Talk. There we go. Stick the landing, Frank. Okay, I will. See you later. Go see see some movies. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, 
We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.